Well, hey, friend, I hope you are having a wonderful day. So I got this great question from one of my clients. She asked, how do you balance having young kids and your business? When she asked that, I gave her some of the kind of tactical, logistical things that pertain to my life right now. But as I really started to think about the answer to the question, I realized that it's a little bit deeper than that. So today I'm going to give you my number one tip for balancing being a mom and growing a business. And I'm going to give you several other tactical tips as well. I think there are seven total. These are things that I tried and that worked for different seasons of life within my business, depending upon my kids' age. So if you've been struggling to fit it all in, to make it all work, and to really balance being a mom and growing your business, this episode is for you. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purpose-filled business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions so you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So last night, my husband and I went to see the movie Jesus Revolution, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done, and I thought it had some good takeaway messages. And there's one quote in there that I wanted to share with you that just thought it was so good. The wife of one of the pastors said, don't be so arrogant to think God can't work through your failures. And I just thought that was such a great quote and I actually just wrote it down. I like typed it on my phone really sneakily because I just felt like it was really impactful. I'm obviously recording this before you're hearing it. I'm actually recording on a Saturday morning. And later on this morning, we're going to see a high school production of Annie. And then tomorrow after church, I'm so excited because we are surprising our girls with the circus, going to the circus. It's it's actually kind of become a little bit of a tradition with our family. And I saw that they're in town and the girls don't know that they're in town. So it's going to be a very fun surprise when we go after church. The circus is, I think, the first thing that we did that was like entertainment around other people whenever things opened back up after COVID. And it was the first time that we took the girls. And I just remember sitting there watching these incredible performers and just being so grateful to be like out, (laughs) you know, to be out somewhere among other people enjoying the show. And so it 
it's actually kind of an emotional thing for me at this point because it kind of signifies that reemergence after that time of isolation. And I share this with you because, you know, today we're talking about balancing having kids, having young kids, and having a business. We want to have those special moments and experiences with our kids, as well as the day-to-day stuff that we need to take care of and, and help them grow up to be, you know, amazing humans. And at the same time, we want to either start a business or grow our business and show up well in that area of our lives as well. The rest of my tips on this episode are going to be really practical, tactical things that I've done. But the number one tip that I have for you today is a mindset shift. This podcast is entitled Fruition Mindset because mindset and how you're thinking about things is so important. And so my number one tip for balancing being a mom and growing a business is to stop expecting it to look the way you think it should and start doing what works. So before I became self-employed, I literally worked a nine-to-five job with a commute. That was, I mean, my work started at nine, it ended at five, and I had about a 30-minute drive on either side of that. And since becoming self-employed, since starting, you know, my own enterprise, my my own business, I've never worked nine to five again. And actually, I know some people, you know, don't like having big blocks of time like that. I wouldn't want to do it every day, but I actually do really well working with big blocks of time. Whenever I get hyper-focused on something, I like to keep doing it. And so, you know, being able to just really focus on something for a long period of time, that's actually kind of better for me into how my brain works. But that's just not always possible and hasn't been possible since having kids. So whenever my oldest daughter was born, I went from working five days a week and I decided to shift to only two days per week. I stacked all of my personal training clients on just two days, on Tuesday and Thursday. And I started work very early, like I had to leave the house at 5 a.m. Now, (laughs) in some of my earlier personal training days, I had to leave the house even earlier, around 4 a.m. But at this time, I was leaving the house around 5 a.m. And I would, you know, I would pump breast milk in my car and keep it in like a cooler bag, right? I had pretty much back-to-back clients for a huge, like a, a large block of time in the mornings with just kind of enough time to, to get to the next place I needed to be. And of course, to occasionally do the pumping. And then I would come home midday to hang out with my baby and to nurse her. And then I would leave again and work a block of time in the afternoon and early evening to fit all my clients in on those two days. At that time, my husband was working actually out of state (laughs) for two weeks at a time. So he would leave for two weeks and then he would be home for two weeks and then he would leave for two weeks and he'd be home for two weeks. And so on the weeks he was here, that was fine. He could obviously keep our, our baby. But on the weeks that he wasn't here, we had to have help. And so I found two family members that were willing to come one day a week and they had to come really early. Remember, I had to leave at five o'clock. This was a long day. 
but I, I'm, you know, I, they were willing to do it. And so we paid them to come and stay with our daughter on those two days each week. And the reason I share this is because I just wanted to kind of illustrate how kind of not typical this schedule was. And, you know, finding help, finding people to to stay with our, our daughter that we trusted that would work such a kind of odd schedule was difficult. And I even remember thinking, like, how in the world are we ever going to make this work? But we did. And it actually worked really beautifully. I got to get out of the house and do something that I really loved, that I was really passionate about. And I also got to spend a lot of time at home with my baby. And I got to know that she was cared for well whenever I wasn't there. And it was just, I mean, it worked out really, really well. But it required thinking outside of the box, thinking of things in a way that were kind of not typical. As many of you know, our second daughter passed away at three days old. And then after that, I took a break from work and I just focused full time on being a mom and allowing myself to grieve and taking that time to kind of reevaluate my life. And from that came the decision to focus on life coaching. I had already been informally coaching my clients for years, but I realized that that was really what God was calling me to do. That was the special gifting that he gave me. And so I decided to go all in on that. And so with that, I was home a lot more, but in a lot of ways, it actually made things more difficult because it presented new challenges. And I'm sure many of you can relate that when you are home, it feels like distractions are everywhere. Many of us experienced this whenever COVID was happening and we had to stay home and work from home. All of a sudden, it sounds great, but there are new challenges. And so my second tip is to create boundaries. Now, one of the things that I did was create an actual physical boundary. I moved into our spare bedroom where we have a door. Previous to this, I had my office down on our downstairs kind of common area, and I liked that because I kind of vibe off of the energy of other people. Like I'm one of those people that loves to work in like a coffee shop. And I don't really like being in a little, you know, a little room by myself. But sometimes you need that door. So that's one of the things that I did is that I recognized that for some tasks, I really needed that door I needed to be, you know, by myself to be able to work on things. And so that just made sense. The other part of creating boundaries is also having conversations with people. I remember having this conversation with my husband where, you know, this was before the door. He would ask me about little household things while I was working. I think they say it takes like 20 minutes for you once your focus has been shifted to really shift back to what you were working on. I think it's around 20 minutes. And so I had to have a conversation with him where I had to explain that I know that. I'm here and the thought is this will just take a second for me to ask, but it actually does create a problem for me to shift my focus and then shift it back. And so this is something that I've had to communicate with my husband. And it's also, you know, having a conversation with my, my kids now that they're older. Now, you can't really have these boundary conversations very easily whenever it comes to younger children, right? <laughs> so, so if you have younger kids, you know, that's 
that's a different challenge. But whenever you have kids that are older, you can have this conversation with them and help them understand when you're working, what is worthy of an interruption, you know, and how to do that in a respectful manner. Also, with creating boundaries, like I said, I personally love to work in coffee shops for a lot of my promotional administrative, you know, back end type tasks that aren't actual client work. And so for that, I would I would carve out time to actually leave the house and I would go to a local coffee shop and work there for a while. Now, after COVID happened, that kind of disrupted that. So I wasn't really able to do that during that time. But I always did like doing that when I could. It just wasn't always an option. So if you have younger kids, one thing that you can do, and of course you can do this with your older kids as well if you haven't already, is teach your kids to play independently. One of the ways that I learned to do this is to make sure that you're being intentional about filling up their cup first, right? Like a lot of times we think, oh, you know, just we want them to just go play on their own, but we haven't taken the time to really be intentional and engage with them first to where they feel like their cup is full. And so one of the things that I would do was I would use a timer when my kids were really little. I would set it for like 15 minutes and I would say, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to play with you and we can do anything you want to do. Now, of course, within reason, right? But we would spend time and I would fully engage with them, my phone away from me, you know, everything away from me. I would fully engage with them for that time period. And then when the bell dinged, I would let them know, okay, you can keep doing this or you can do something else. And I'm going to go. And I would, at that point, I would either go, sometimes it would be housework that I would go do, right? Or if it would be work on my business. And it would be, of course, things that, once again, this wouldn't be for client work, but it would be for other administrative stuff, other back-end stuff, you know, replying to an email, working on a website, putting a post on social media, that kind of thing. And I would also let them know that now I'm going to go do this. And I would set another timer and then I would work for that time and then I would return back to them. And I know that not everybody's kids are the same but this was really helpful for them. This definitely took time and practice to get them to the point where they could play more independently for, you know, more significant periods of time. It was not something that happened overnight or super quickly, but I found that it was worth the time investment on the front end for them to be able to play more independently. It allowed me to be really intentional with them and also have some work time. Now, if you have little ones that are still napping, I know a lot of you probably work during naps. I did as well. And it gets hard whenever your kid gets older and they drop the nap, right? So that's where some of this helping them to be able to play independently for certain periods of time can be really helpful. And I don't know about you, but for me, working during naps, while it was great because I had this block of time, it still wasn't necessarily ideal because I wanted to take a nap too, you know, or I felt felt pulled to do housework and other stuff, or I just really needed the time to have a mental break, you know, to be able to kind of mindlessly do something for a little bit. But sometimes when your kids are little, that is the only time you have to work on your business. And so you kind of have to make that choice. The fourth tip is to hire help. Now you may be saying, I don't have the funds for that right now. And whenever I was first starting life coaching, I didn't either. And so what I did 
Now, remember during this time, I was working from home. So I was at home. And so I didn't really need someone that was going to be here full time taking care of the kids like a nanny. So what I ended up doing was hiring a mother's helper. I hired a responsible young teen from my neighborhood that would come hang out with my kids, make sure that they, you know, were safe and engage with them and and play with them. I was still here in the house for her to be able to to let me know if there was something that, you know, they needed that she couldn't handle. But really, for the most part, she could handle just about anything and my kids totally loved it. And of course, we paid her. But being a young teen, it was less than if we paid a professional nanny or for outside childcare. Now we hired her for the summer, but there may be a way to hire a teenager after school for a few hours for you to be able to work on your business. The number one reason I hear for not hiring help is not being able to afford it. But also, I think there's part of us that just feels like we should be able to do everything. You know, we're here. We should be able to take care of the kids and work on our business at the same time. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay to hire some help if you can. If you're able to hire help, if you're anything like me, you can get so much more done in just a few hours of very focused work than you can all day of constantly shifting your focus back and forth to different things. So those are kind of some tips for whenever your kids are younger. But right now, my kids are a little bit older. They're both elementary school age. And you think, oh, well, that's got to be easier, right? But actually, there are just, there are new challenges. I currently homeschool them three days a week with a rigorous academic curriculum. And it's a curriculum that I don't set because my kids go to a university model school. And so, you know, it's not like a thing where I can put off work one day and do it another day or anything like that. Everything has to be done on certain days and a certain amount of work that I don't personally set. And so because of that, everything is very structured and there's a lot that goes into it. University model schools are awesome in that they are the best of both worlds. You know, they're the best of a homeschool and a five-day-a-week school, in my opinion, but they also have the challenges of both worlds. And so I have this additional job of being a part-time teacher, plus there's a lot that goes on at the school that I like to attend. And so the challenge now in this season of life for me has become logistics and energy. You know, we have piano, we have gymnastics, we have praise choir, not to mention all the other random things that come up on, you know, from week to week. And so while this one is pretty obvious, my tip number five is to keep a calendar that you review often. And in addition to that, go ahead and create an ideal week and workflow. You may not stick to this. I rarely stick to mine exactly because things just change. But I at least have an idea or at least an ideal of how I would like for things to look. And just kind of having that out there helps a lot. Tip number six is to pay attention to your energy. This one is really important. And by work, I mean anything that's not actually working directly with clients. Working with clients is my favorite thing to do. I enjoy it so much, it doesn't actually feel like work. But as you know, in your business, there are the things that you love to do. And then there are some things that you need to do. And sometimes those things can be quite draining. And the problem was that although I technically had the time, 
I just didn't have the mental energy and bandwidth. So for a while, I tried to force myself to do it only to end up beating myself up for not doing the work things that I scheduled during that time. And so while being able to teach my children is such a blessing and obviously a decision that I made, it doesn't come super naturally for me. It's something that I've had to kind of work at. And side note, when I think of myself as a coach instead of a teacher during our homeschool time, it tends to go much better for all involved. Though it just kind of also is a testament to really, you know, the mindset that you bring to a situation can have such a strong impact. But anyway, here's what I realized. I realized I was trying to stack energy draining work activities on top of hours of homeschool. And no wonder that wasn't working, you know? And it really, what ended up happening is I wasn't working during that time. And it took me far too long, but I finally wised up and realized that I would just have to figure out a time to do the energy draining or at least neutral work at a different time. And like I said, client work is energy producing work for me. It actually just lights me up. So I have no problem seeing clients after homeschool work, but the other kind of energy draining work, I figured out that it works best if I do that either in the mornings before homeschool or on other days. And that's another thing I've done throughout the years is I get up early and work in the mornings before my kids get up. And tip number seven is to reevaluate often. If you are feeling frustrated a lot or not doing the things that you need to do, make a change either to your schedule, to the work, or how you're thinking about it. And so next year, my kids will be going to campus on opposite days, which means I'll be taking them to campus every day, and it also means I'll be homeschooling one kid every day. And obviously things will have to change, but that's okay. I feel confident that I'll figure out what works in that season. What I want you to know is that while I've shared a lot of things I've tried, and tactical things you can do, ultimately, it's tip number one that has helped me the most. One of the reasons many of us start our businesses is because we want to have more freedom in our lives, and we want to have time to spend with those we love. And yet we cling to this idea of how things should look and what it should be and what our schedule should be, and we compare what we're doing with other people. And it's really whenever we let go of perfection, let go of what we've done in the past, let go of what other people are doing, and we sit down and look at our unique circumstances, then we can start to see, okay, how can I make this work in this season of my life? And if you could use some help and some personalized guidance in this area, I want to invite you to book an unstuck session with me. Just go to fruition mindset forward slash unstuck and grab your spot. Have a fruitful and productive week, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.